Hello and welcome to another edition of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarver. We got another great show today. Stay tuned in. Be right back. Well, welcome everyone. I hope everyone's having a good day. Today, July 8th, 2023. We've got uh, some interesting content today. We're going to be talking about transhumanism. And it's really interesting because I've never really looked into this topic. Now, I've seen it on magazines, you know, throughout the years, but it's like mainstream media doesn't really cover this topic. So I'm like, hmm, okay. But as I'm researching this, you know, what started the rabbit hole is I think Tuesday. I was watching some videos and stuff on Instagram and uh, one of the videos came on and it was talking about uh, the vaccine and, you know, the blood clots and stuff and how they believe uh, in the video that it could be contributed to future transhumanism. And I'm like, what? What are you guys talking about now? So I went ahead and looked it up. And I'm looking at what they're trying to portray in the video, which is totally off, totally wrong. And, you know, this is the reason why we're having, you know, people shut down for misinformation is because some of these stories are just out there, in my mind, at least. So I started looking at the transhumanism and I'm like, whoa. Now, mind you, over the last, over 10 years, I've had multiple visions about everything that I was finding in this transhumanism. And here I am wondering, okay, why am, why am I seeing these visions? Okay, I didn't have anybody who was intelligent enough or at least would give the time of day to this topic and answer my questions. And versus anybody else stepping up saying, hey, this is what you're seeing. You know, they'd rather just shut you down because it's crazy and nobody wants to really pay attention to this kind of stuff because, you know, they're looking at it like it's an ideology or a theory. Well, with my track record with God, I really don't think he would just show me this kind of stuff and it not have any valid meaning or any substance or depth to move forward with. But I believe that he was showing me this stuff to kind of get mankind, just in general, ready for what is coming. And for those of you who have no idea what transhumanism is, we're going to go into that. But I know a lot of people are like, you know, that's just another bizarre conversation from Lenora because she's a weirdo and tries to hide mass behind Jesus or whatever. It's like, no. This stuff is actually happening. Let's not be too religiously uptight to not observe that, hey, our world is transitioning into something that you would have never believed was possible or something we could even imagine. But it's always, it goes back to the simple fact that man is trying to race against God. Okay, God is fully aware of everything you're thinking up in your minds. He is fully aware of everything that you're doing. And where you're going to try to go next and how you think you're going to outdo him. But 
<sighs> Let's get started. Transhumanism. I'm looking in the Wikipedia. It says transhumanism is a philosophical and intellectual movement which advocates the enhancement of the human condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies that can greatly enhance longevity and cognition. The two main things that seem to go out our body because we're old and our minds because they're so fragile that if we're not eating right, if we're not sleeping right, if we're not, you know, in fresh air, there's quite a few things that can contribute to poor thinking. Even, you know, drug use, you know, that greatly contributes to poor thinking. Um, it could be that or even illnesses that we tend to get. And we're in a, a time now where a superhuman capability is totally on point because of all the, the sickness and the germs and the illnesses because people don't take care of themselves and they they don't stay home when they're sick they go out they spread it and then here we go everybody who gets within so many feet of them is now getting whatever they had and then you have some people you know like myself, for example, you don't have a full house of kids and husbands and everything else anymore. You live alone. So you're a one-man show. And if you want something to eat, well, then you have to get up and go get it. So I can see, to an extent, while some people just don't rest when they're sick, because life doesn't make time for you to be human. Ah, even better for the world of transhumanism is to go ahead and create us into robots to where we don't have to stop and take care of the human body. Sounds pretty nice, huh? There's a possibility. But like everything else they roll out, there's always a mixture of what I like to call just perversion. It's not promoting God his take, his theme, how he created things, and we'll get to that later on in the show. But right now, we're going to figure out what this is. Transhumanist thinkers study the potential benefits and dangers of emerging technologies that could overcome the fundamental human limitations as well as the ethics of using such technologies. Some transhumanists believe that human beings may eventually be able to transform themselves into beings with abilities so greatly expanded from the current condition as to merit the label of post-human beings. Hmm. Another topic of transhumanist research is how to protect humanity against existential risks such as nuclear war or asteroid collision. I mean, okay, on a side note, war would be our own fault because we can't figure out how to share the world and get along and be at peace with each other. That's our own fault. An asteroid, if that hits the earth, knocks it off axis, well then some, what kind of uh, technology do you have to save that? You can only preserve so much. We are simply not destined to live in the flesh forever. That's how God set it up. Now, Julian Huxley, 
was a biologist who popularized the term transhumanism in an influential 1957 essay. The contemporary meaning of the term transhumanism was foreshadowed by one of the first professors of futurology, a man who changed his name to FM 2030. FM 2030. Look at that. Even though this article says 1957, this has been around a lot longer than that. This is in the 1960s. Um, Julian Huxley taught new concepts of the human at the new school when he began to identify people who adopt technologies, lifestyles, and worldviews as transitional to post-humanity as transhuman. The assertion would lay the intellectual groundwork for the British philosopher Max Moore to begin articulating the principles of transhumanism as a futurist philosophy in 1990 and organizing in California a school of thought that has since grown into the worldwide transhumanist movement. Did you all know that there was a worldwide transhumanist movement? Yeah, I even did a search last night in uh, the news queries, and I didn't find that much on transhumanism. And it was kind of interesting, but that's usually how they roll out a movement. They'll go ahead, they'll get so many people on board, and then they'll go ahead and it's kind of like an unknown right under your nose topic that will circulate around the globe. And then before you know it, oh, well, it's law. Did anybody know that? No, they didn't. So let's look real fast at something. The New School is a private research university in New York City. It was founded in 1919 as the New School for Social Research with an original mission dedicated to academic freedom and intellectual inquiry and a home for progressive thinkers. Since then, the school has grown to house five divisions within the university. These include the Parsons School of Design, the Eugene Lang College of Liberal Arts, the College of Performing Arts, the New School for Social Research, and the Schools of Public Engagement. That's pretty interesting because I don't see transhumanism anywhere on that, so you would have never guessed that they were doing that. So let's go back to the organizing in California, a school of thought. Let's look at that school. A school of thought or intellectual tradition is the perspective of a group of people who share common characteristics of opinion or outlook of philosophy, discipline, belief, social movement, economics, cultural movement, or art movement. See, that still doesn't talk about transhumanism either. So basically, it looks like we can pretty much have any movement we want, as long as we label it under a thought, an opinion, or a philosophy, or a belief system. Keep in mind. In 
And it also says, influenced by seminal works of science fiction, the transhumanist vision of a transformed future humanity has attracted many supporters and detractors from a wide range of perspectives, including philosophy and religion. <laughs> in 2017, Penn State University Press, in cooperation with philosopher Stephen Lawrence and sociologist James Hughes, established the Journal of Post-Human Studies as the first academic journal explicitly dedicated to the post-human with the goal of clarifying the notions of post-humanism and transhumanism, as well as comparing and contrasting both. Transhumanism is often compared, especially in the media, to the Nazi project to improve the race in a eugenic sense. This is resolutely denied by one of the most active supporters of transhumanism, the aforementioned lady that I spoke of earlier, the Stefan Lorenz. Which it could be a man, I'm not for sure. Because there are men who were named Stefan. But as far back as the quest for immortality in the Epic of Gilgamesh, as well as in historical quest for the Fountain of Youth, the Elixir of Life, and other efforts to stave off aging and death. And I tell you, as a side note, if we were to introduce this way of living to the people today, you would have a good majority of the population hopping on board just because of the Elixir of Life, the Fountain of Youth, the, the ability to stop aging and even death. I don't know about you. But this is my own personal opinion here. This life has been pure hell. So whenever it's my time to go, I'm out of here. I ain't sticking around another 50 years. I did my time. I lived through all... Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. So I don't see how... Now, I'm sure maybe if they were well off or, you know, had more social uh, power, you know, whatever that they would be looking for to extend life. So if you're living like a, a luxurious life, of course you, you would feel like you were cut short, no matter if you were 40 years in or not. Because, hey, Satan's waiting for you to die so you can pay up on the deal you guys made in exchange for your soul so you could have all that luxury. It's really just an image. It's not even the real deal. If we really step into God's way of doing things, that's when you find out that all this is counterfeit. <laughs> you can only have it while you're alive. Whew. Then it says, transhumanists draw upon and claim continuity from intellectual and cultural traditions, such as the ancient philosophy of Aristo or the scientific tradition of Roger Bacon. In his divine comedy, Dante coined the word trans... Let's see. Dante coined the word 
transuminar, transuminar, meaning to transcend human nature, to pass beyond human nature. The interweaving of transhumanist aspirations with the scientific imagination that can be seen in the works of some precursors of enlightenment, such as Francis Bacon. One of the early precursors to transhumanist ideas is Discourse on Method, and that was 1637. In the discourse, they envisioned a new kind of medicine that could grant both physical immortality and stronger minds. Now, one thing that this tr transhumanism can identify with is every person on the planet wishes they had something better. I wish my nose was smaller. I wish my eyes was bigger. I wish I could think better. I wished I was faster. You know, and they're going to make, because everything we see right now, especially in the books, all these ideas, ideologies, everything that we see now as a philosophy is going to be, in the future, a way of life. That's what God has shown me. He's prepared me. And this is merely the tip of the iceberg because this goes a lot deeper. But I watched another video on it on YouTube. And basically it was 20 ways uh, of transhumanism and how it would benefit humanity. Um, basically, what they're going to be doing is, for one, merging with AI. Now, on a side note, we have AI taking a full spectrum right now. It's mainstream. Everybody's doing chat GPT. We need, and if we're going to think like this, okay, then the idea would probably be we need people to get acclimated to AI, the benefits, so we can later on introduce how AI will be internal versus external. Like I've said before, everything that's wearables is going to be inside of us eventually. It's going to be compact down and into other technology, and it's going to be inside. So basically, we, we're going to have this merging with AI, and then we also have the idea that I've always downcast, I've always talked down on, which is simulation. Okay, when you have simulation, basically you're not going to have a soul. Because each individual soul is not going to properly fit into simulation, which is a one-size-fits-all world where you're programmed to think and act and do certain things. But not under it, not above it. So this is why I do not see simulation being a full thing until the people are without a soul. How can people be without a soul? <laughs> I'll get into that too. But basically, through the simulation would be prediction. Now, if people are already programmed to react a certain way, or if they have the right uh, code or download or atmosphere, then they can easily be predicted through simulation on prediction. Because people are very easily predictable when 
however they're in certain environments. You just know that a human capability will respond in certain conditions like all other humans would. So the prediction of this would be fairly easy. And then we have reverse aging, which I spoke on that a few minutes ago. The potential to live a hundred or more years. Look, the people in scripture have been living this long. We seriously have to take a look at ourselves and figure out why we stopped living that long. They didn't have transhumanism back then in the times of the figures in the Bible. So we have to look at ourselves, what we're eating, what, what are we breathing, what type of atmosphere are we forced to live in? You know, all that takes factors in how long the average person lives. And if you have certain, you know, groups that are just after the human race and, you know, in entirety, then the age limit will drop down because of what their main plan is. You know, there's a lot of things to take in consideration of. Um, another thing here is superhumans. I've had multiple visions of superhumans, super soldiers, etc. And it says they will have super sight, strength, mind, energy. I've had visions of people wearing eye contacts and being able to access their email, being able to, you know, control their doors or, you know, whatever kind of technology they had in the house, they had access through the contact lens. Now, this is on the outside of the eye. Like I said a few minutes ago, everything that's on the outside is going inside. That is going to be the future sense. They will have super strength, a super mind, unusual amounts of energy because you won't be human enough or, you know, in the limitations of being human to tire. I don't know about you, but the older I've gotten, if I don't get things done by 9 p.m., my body's done. It's, it's done. You know, so I, I work and I get as much done as I can. But as soon as 9 p.m. hits, my body's like, okay, get ready for bed because I'm about to fall out on you. And I'm trapped in this body, kind of, because I didn't pick this body. Um, so I have to listen to it. I have to taper down what I'm doing and go ahead and get done before this body says, okay, you're done. Go to bed because that's all you're going to do is fall asleep. <laughs> and it's annoying, but, and it makes you wonder, will the people who are alive today see this kind of lifestyle? The best way I can answer that is I've had visions that this is actually happening now. And there's almost like beta versions. You know how you have like a new video game, you'll have a beta version first to rule out any static or issues that are going on with the play of the game or the operation of the game. And then you make it the full scale game and go ahead and introduce it to the population. Well, why wouldn't we have people who are lining up for the beta versions of transhumanism? Why not? Uh, and then we have, and this is what's really disgusting, because I know what I've seen in visions, and that's what makes it even worse, um, synthetic limbs and parts. Now, one of the things that I've seen in visions, um, especially when I was releasing the 40 future events and stuff years ago, is I saw pools. And I remember in the vision, I was walking up to the pools, and they look like huge bowls, but with water or some kind of fluid in them. And I remember in the vision walking up to it 
and wondering what this is. Like, why would it just have that? And some of them even had like this weird steam coming off of them. Um, almost like a sauna steam. And I seen one of the arms pop up and float to the top. And it was only an arm, elbow, hand. And I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I, you know, kind of jumped back because I wasn't expecting that to jump up out of those bowls. And then I just stood there for a minute, baffled in the vision, like, okay, what is this? What is going on? And then the vision ended. And there I was sitting there baffled, like, what did I just see? And it's very difficult to talk to other Christians about this because they're like, God wouldn't show you that. That's not in the Bible. God wouldn't show you that. Well, you just wait to the end of the show. We'll talk about what's in the Bible. You guys ain't even fully awakened to what some of these verses in the Bible mean. And I'm going to tell you today. With the synthetic limbs and parts, not only will you be rebuilt, almost like a living computer that's attached to flesh. But here's the thing now, and this is a side note besides all the research and stuff I've done. This is actually going on the visions, is every time we have a new way of life coming, then usually they'll spend 10, 20 years introducing different herbs and diets, getting the flesh ready for this transition. And you look at all the new diets they have now. And there's some diets that are out on the market, like the Daniel diet, that's been around for a very long time. That helps you to cut down into a muscular state that's a very healthy state. But this is preparing the people for a new way of living, to be integrated with technology, to get the flesh ready, to live, dwell, and expand, and even grow around this technology. Oh, and then, on the video that I watched, it, it talked about winning fights with large animals. I mean, you can win fights with large animals because you'd have superhuman strength and superhuman abilities. You'd be able to smell them from a distance. You'd be able to sense a danger from a distance, just like how a, a dog picks up danger and stuff. And that more or less senses the character and the demeanor of the individual because they don't know how to talk. They don't know how to communicate like a human does. So once they sense, like, any kind of danger, well, then they know, hey, I'm an animal, I'm powerless, they have more power than me. And normally, if it's a smaller animal, they'll get away. But if it's a larger animal, they're going to stake their ground. They're not moving. Then you have telepathic communication. Now, telepathic communication... If you are technologically advanced, then you can definitely do something like this today, right now. You're not having to wait. Um, but then they're talking like, you know, people can go and receive downloads, especially married couples. They can go and receive downloads and they can know 24-7 access to the minds of each other so they can see if each one is being loyal, where they're at. But that takes away privacy of thought and mind. You know, say the couple didn't want to stay together. Well, then, if the one is secretly planning to leave the other, they would know that and force them into a greater bond or a greater, you know, catch 2020. And I'm still using 2020 because, hey, I'm a woman. I can. 
but it says read minds and edit memories. Read minds and edit memories. Enhance senses. Now, here's the thing. When you're a believer in Jesus and you're actually walking full-fledged with him, he grants you the ability to hear the thoughts of other people around you. You look at how he, you know, responded to Judas. He's dipping his bread in the same bowl. He didn't need to dip it in the same bowl to understand where Judas was at, but he needed to Judas to come against him so he can fulfill salvation on the cross. Hey, God knows in advance. And then it says enhance senses. You can smell better. You can hear better. You can see better. You can feel better. I mean, it's insane. And then you have the ability to download knowledge and skill. You know, I remember a time where I didn't have time to read a book entirely. So I put my hand over the book and I prayed to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I don't have that much time to work with today, but I need to know what's in this book. And I just prayed over the book. And literally everything that was in that book started coming into my mind within minutes. And I was able to have the full understanding. Now, it wasn't until a couple months later that I was actually able to test what happened. And I sat down and I read the book. And it was exactly what I saw. What was being transferred. And I thought, mm, okay. So just trust in the Lord. He's got you. And then we have the... Then it starts going into the problems of what a transhumanist world would be. It says domination in the workforce and in combat. So if you're more skilled because you've been technologically upgraded, then you're going to get the job quicker than the actual just regular human will be. Because with a human, you have to make sure they eat. They have to break out. They have to get rest. They, you know, By law, they can only work so many hours, so many days a week. And whenever you're upgraded like this, there is no limitation. You can work 12, 16 hours per day without tiring. And then in combat, I've seen visions before that we would have a trans-type human be the most powerful in the world when it comes to combat. <clears throat> then we have inequality in the world making basic humans a minority basically because if you haven't been upgraded if you haven't had your technological insertions then you're just regular you're not going to really bring to the table what they need and then they have eventually i think they already kind of have this but we'll see Revive from the dead and recently dead without too much decay. Now, if there's too much decay, they can actually go in and exchange those body parts with newly created body parts. This is so wild. I always wondered because I remember growing up, I, I'd watch lizards and I remember I had this one friend that always wanted to cut the tail off the lizards. And I'm like, why are you doing that? He says, well, it'll grow back. Just watch. And I remember watching the tail on that lizard be short one day and then a couple days later it was back to its full length and i thought wouldn't that be cool if humans could do that but we were just kids and we didn't think any much past that oh well guess what there's scientists out there already on that topic already trying to make it a reality so this is where we are then we have defective body parts that could be replaced imagine being in a wheelchair and getting new 
legs, spine, a whole, you know, lower half sewn on and you're able to walk again. I mean, there's going to be a lot of good things with this. And then we have uploading minds mm. and consciousness, removing the soul altogether, but just to re-download the consciousness or the mind into other bodies or robots. Then we have new forms of crime, hacking the mind. <sighs> uh, you know, and this is going to be quite a bit because I actually seen visions of people stealing bodies. Okay. Their body didn't work. They couldn't get to their doctors, whatever the case may be. So they would just transfer the mind over very quickly into boom, the body's gone or the mark of the beast. You have that. You don't plan on getting the mark of the beast, but you want to go ahead and get that body. Boom. You're out the door. You have you have the mark. You can buy and sell. You can maneuver through this world by using that limb, either that you took off or that you transferred your mind to. One of the two. It just depends how it works out. But where we're headed is a soulless place. And then it says certain upgrades are would be reserved for mass control. So basically, you're you're going to have a police officer with more upgrades, has more technology within them so they can combat those who are enhanced and keep them under a state of control. Then you have enhanced dictators, a dictator who has power for whatever. And if their body fails, well then store a backup of their consciousness to download to other bodies or bots or cyborgs. Folks, there's a lot with this. And they're even making a religion out of this with the AI Jesus. And if they can get everybody acclimated to this, hmm, what else? But I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you what God thinks about all this. Be right back. All right. Let's finish out this show. Okay. I can tell that what I put in today's show is definitely making an impact spiritually because of all the warfare that I've had. Uh, and that, that was starting first thing this morning. Like literally I know I'm going to be speaking on things they don't want me to speak on whenever I start seeing that kind of warfare. But one thing about God is literally you could be half dead or feeling half dead and he is going to quicken your mortal body. You will, through his spirit, be able to do what they're trying to create. And that is superhuman capabilities. Yes. Who can stand in a fiery furnace with Jesus and not get burned? Who can sleep in a lion's den and not be harmed? There are so many things throughout the Bible that I don't care how scientific you are, how advanced you are, you can try to replicate it, but it's going to be counterfeit because you're going to be missing key elements about the entire process that God holds in his hand. And until you're ready to acknowledge him, you're always going to fall short of trying to outrun him, trying to beat him. And in this case today, folks, 
we've literally got a new lifestyle. Regular humanity is on the verge of, of extinction. So if we have technology and the superhuman to replace regular humanity, to strip the souls from the body to where all they have is a downloaded consciousness, how are they accountable to God? Guess what? God's always got something in his pocket. So no matter what you come up with, no matter what you divine, God has always got a little something better. Am I speaking religiously? Am I just on God's side? And there's not a whole much, you know, going to change my mind? Look, as I've said before, I have seen God do too many things. You know, I'm in Texas, and a wedge tornado is on the way towards me. He split it in half. It looked like the sky reached down and touched the ground on both sides of me. Kept me safe, and I know. If God can do that in front of me within seconds, what can he do to handle this situation? You can't put limits on God. He is bound by his word. And that's it. He is not bound by your limitations. You putting him in a box. You saying you're not going to serve him anymore because you've got a better human you can make. Folks, let's, let's take a look at what all God's got for you. <laughs> Woo-wee. Uh. Zachariah. <clears throat> chapter 14 verse 12 and this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem their flesh shall, shall consume away while they stand upon their feet and their eyes shall consume away in their holes and their tongue shall consume away in their mouths okay so the transhumanist what have you done for decay? Are you so technologically advanced that you can stop decay? Or you just replace it? Hmm. Well, that's one thing God's got up on you. If you can extend life, bring people back from the dead, can you stop the decay from your bodies that's going to happen on you, around you, while you're walking in them? especially whenever you go to war against Jerusalem? Hmm, I challenge you. Let's see what you can come up with. And the rest of it, we are going to read in Revelation. I'll read in chapter 16. And it says, I heard, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, upon them which worshipped his image. Folks, if you can imagine totally doing away with televisions, to totally doing away with your cell phones because it's already embedded within your flesh, and whenever the leader or the dictator sends out a message, it's immediately downloaded across the people through thought through their minds. That is the type of age we are headed towards that would greatly benefit the coming Antichrist. 
Now, how can we avoid this? This is going to be a way of life. So the minute you're born into this world is when they'll be technologically advancing you, putting things on you, doing, running all kinds of tests to see what's going to fail, checking your DNA to see if you have things in your DNA that's going to fail so they can go ahead and advance you then. It's going to be insane. But it's going to be very easy for the rule of the Antichrist. Because he's going to seem like he has all the answers. And like I've said before, we need everything to go downhill to make him look even better to where everybody flocks to him for the answer as the savior, everything else. This is where we're headed. This is how the game, the cards, the chessboard, whatever is being played out. Verse 3, it says, And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea. And it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged us. For they have shed the blood of the saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God, almighty, true, and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemy, the name of God which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Folks, I can see how that last verse is going to happen. We are already, God is already in the theme of heat right now. And you think it's bad now. Wait till people start taking the mark of the beast. And then you're really going to see what they call climate change. You're going to see it all go downhill. <clears throat> and all we can do is hang on to the garment of God. Hang on to Jesus' garment because it's going to get really bad before the resurrection. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, just, you know, get us out of here. You know, I, I need the rapture. Well, guess what? Ah, we got a little ways yet, according to the scripture. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. And his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And that takes a certain amount of stubbornness to just purposely go through that amount of hell and still not repent. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, uh oh, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Folks, if you have not been keeping up, I know I did an episode on the Euphrates River. If you have not been keeping up with this, now's the time. And I know you're not going to get a whole lot of valid information because I couldn't even get valid current updates whenever I was doing the research. 
And then it says in verse 13, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings and the earth of the whole world, to gather them to battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. Now mind you, there's a temple in heaven. Hmm, I would say more on that, but I'm just going to be quiet right now. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and the great Babylon came into remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of the heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. Oof. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. Hmm. You guys call it climate change. Welcome to the end times. That's where we're at, folks. And sometimes you got to check all your engines first before you're ready to get into full operation. And I really think that's where God is right now. Getting everything tried out. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting experience. I really believe that we're very close to being on the verge of this. God already knows what you guys are planning. He already has things in his pockets waiting for them to roll out with your next action. He knew since the beginning of time how all this is going to fall out. And if you think you're going to one-up God, better think again. Because he he's God. He's on the throne. There's nothing you are doing that is going to dethrone him. And the more you try to strip souls from bodies, the more you try to re-download consciousness, he's aware of that as well. I don't know of any other prophets who are getting visions of transhumanism or not, or whether if they're even bold enough or have enough faith to speak forward what it is that they're seeing without the ridicule of other people. Now, I've already experienced that ridicule. I'm ready for that ridicule. I know it's not widely accepted, but it's also scriptural that the, the people hate prophets. So, might as well get the habit now, I guess. Either way, try your darndest, because God has already got the solution. He's already got everything in, in the works, and he's waiting on your next response. So as soon as you respond and how he already knew you would, then he's got something for you. Your best bet is to turn away from your sins, to repent and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior while you can. Or you can be stuck here getting sores and be burnt to death by the heat and in utter torture 
and an utter stubbornness, refusing to repent so you can be tortured all the more. I didn't put all this into works. I'm just the messenger carrying out the message. <sighs> May God be with us, is all I can say. And for those of you who enjoy what I'm doing here and you like to share, please do. And if you like to follow the show to be notified every time I'm releasing a show every weekend, please do. And I'd like to uh, give a shout out to Player FM again and Podtail for picking up my show and really doing an amazing job on Bing and other search engines besides Google, because Google is not showing all my stuff. And I just want to, you know, give you guys an appreciation. I want to thank you for doing that. Every little bit counts to get the message out. And like always, it is a blessing to come into your homes every weekend with some sort of message. And Lord willing, I will be here again next weekend giving you another message. God bless all of you today and stay within the Lord. That is where your strength and safety is. Good night. Hello and welcome to another edition of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarber. Got another great show today. Stay tuned in. Be right back. Mm-hmm.